0: Hi guys, and welcome to Taters Life. Today I'm joined by Meghna and we're going to be talking about her experiences being of an ethnic minority over here in the UK, as well as talking about her struggle trying to find a job in the television industry. She is currently a host in a restaurant but aspires to be working in the film and TV industry, and we're going to hear all about that today. So without further ado, let's welcome Meghna to the Taters Life podcast. Hello and welcome. Hi Hi! so nice to talk to you today. So nice to talk to you as well. Our our little friendship's been going on through LinkedIn, so it's really, really nice to see you in person. Yeah, I know it is, yeah. It actually is. I've just been
1: texting you throughout for this past few months, actually.
0: Yeah, it's been really, really nice. And tell me a little bit about yourself. What are you doing? Did you go to university? Just so we can paint a picture of what you're like. Yeah um so i come from a very small city in
1: india called Coimbatore. i'm uh, i grew up completely in india i did my undergraduation there i did my undergraduation in a triple major in media studies economics and political science and that's when i got really fascinated about like the intersection of politics and media and how storytelling can actually impact people and have a visible change in human behavior. So I loved it. I loved it so much. I fell in love with it. I was like, "This is what I want to do for the rest of my life." And I decided to do my masters in the University of Nottingham because they offered an uh, internship program with Disney at that point. But I didn't get in. But that's a different story. But yeah, so I did it in University of Nottingham, and yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then I've been in the UK since then. Yeah.
0: So how long have you been living over here now? Then. Um, I've been
1: in the UK for almost a year and a half now I came in September 2022 it's been a year plus
0: oh wow yeah. well welcome yeah. to the UK <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you yeah. How are you, how are you finding it over here? Is the culture I can imagine is very different to what you're used to over in India. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah uh, UK is
1: really good in terms of the opportunity it presents to me. like I know once you get in there and you become successful, it's really good for a person like to just network and meet people and learn. But in terms of uh, living, it's quite hard because, you know, cost of living crisis and just like London is expensive right now. So, um, and because I don't have a job yet in the industry that I want to work in, it's a struggle to be applying and working at the same time, just to be able to sustain your like livelihood. But apart from that, I love London in terms of how open it is, like how the country in UK itself, how open it is in terms of a lot of other things, how uh, the fashion there, the like, yeah and
0: everything else yeah oh amazing well actually it's something that I really am interested chatting further about actually about applying for work and everything like that because that's how we became uh, friends in the first place so as some of you may know that I'm on the channel for production training scheme and Meg got in contact with me and she was applying for the year after so we had a little chat what have you and unfortunately you didn't get it and and, and I really do feel for you because it's a tough tough industry to get into but like as you as they say once your foot's in the door you're in the door but getting getting into that door, I guess, is really, really difficult. But you have been trying, I've seen loads of inst- uh, not Instagram posts, LinkedIn posts of you talking about your struggles. So tell me a little bit about your struggles. Are you Constantly looking for work?
1: Yeah, I'm always looking for work. I'm always looking for work. Like I'm always networking, and that's why we got into touch as well. I got into the interview round for the channel for training team, but I didn't get it past that. So I want to I always try to get advice from people. Uh because I work in a restaurant right now, like most of my shifts up from like 3:45 to like late at night, like 11.30 ish But um every day my schedule is waking up in the morning at nine o'clock from nine o'clock to three o'clock all i do is apply for jobs prepare for interviews get interviews network with people and go to networking events from 3 45 11 30 i go work and i come back and do it every single day over and over again like i'm determined to get into this industry but it's quite frankly like hard and you know like it's the struggle is real <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: i really I yeah. really really do feel for you because yeah. you know I feel really, really lucky to have like gotten straight onto the scheme, um, and yeah. you think they that- Maybe a chance, I'm not saying that there is, but due to your ethnic background, then that might be a contributing factor to as for why you haven't had the job? Um, to be like very, very, very frank
1: with you, I don't want to say yes, not because it's not true or anything. Uh, a lot of times it could be that I'm not the right fit for the company. Or a lot of times I could just be underqualified for the job and I could not be the best person. And especially when it's your first job, it's hard to get an employee to trust your uh, tenacity and your hard work and your will and want to work in the industry and actually show that you can do something for them. But... There are a lot of times that I think that maybe it could be because I'm an ethnic minority and I am Indian because uh, of certain instances that I've, I have come across, which is like, I went for a networking event um, and it was not a networking event. It was basically like many stalls of various different production companies had come in and I wanted to speak to them. And there was a huge line to talk to uh, this particular a stall that was there for this company, and because there was this huge line, there was a guy outside, like just giving like advice to people who want to get into that industry. And I was standing with two other girls who I didn't know, and he looked at me and he said, oh, "I'm just gonna be frank, and I'm gonna tell you that." If you have a name that we can't pronounce in the first glance, it's going to go into the rejected pile. Like he was just saying it, like he was giving advice, but I don't understand what the point of him saying that my name is too long and that if you can't pronounce my name, I'm just not going to get that job because... It's just going to be like that. He's like, no, I'm not trying to like disappoint you. I'm just saying the reality of how the industry is. But that put me off like for a while. I was so stunned. And this girl next to me was just like, um, are you asking her to change your name? Like, what is it? Like, you know, like what am I supposed to do with my name is Meghna go with the Govindarajan. Like, I can't help it. Like, how can I change my name? Like, these are just some instances. There was another instance where I went... To an interview for a company and he just didn't let me speak like I was trying to talk and he kept interrupting me every three seconds about what I was saying and it was so like casually he was talking to me like oh yeah no you don't mean that you don't mean that and he kept interrupting me when I was like prepared we spent a week preparing and I was stressed and I came and I started getting too flustered and I felt like he would not have done that if it was just another white person man I guess I guess I don't know it just makes me think it's just the vibes of these places that you know, I certain times feel like maybe, but a lot of times, once again, I think that it's not. But these one or two instances make me think like, yeah, maybe if my name was Megan instead of Meghna. And I spoke with a British accent and said the exact same things. Maybe I would have gotten the job. I don't know, though. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's it's a really, really difficult sort of situation that you're in. And, you know, the industry is striving and, Um, ensuring that they are hiring people from the LGBTQ plus um, community and um, individuals from an ethnic minority so they are saying that these things are happening but when you're actually living through it it might be a sort of different scenario but I would be interested in like learning a little bit more about what you were like in school so did you make a lot of films like your cv at the moment what is it full of have you got a lot of work on there in terms of like self projects and things like that because something that i found talking to my friends in the industry and stuff a lot of us do content creation in some shape or form so do you do anything like that so
1: um, for me, I have been studying, I did my undergrad and when I did my undergrad, I was part of the film club for my entire two, three years of my, when I was studying. And we also did make a couple of short films when we were studying. It was just like student films and we were just doing it because we liked having fun with our cameras and stories like that and uh, those were certain things I did my undergrad apart from that I did some internships with advertising companies where I worked on the production side of it so I did a little bit of script writing there and screenwriting I worked with teams that made advertisements I collected data I did research and I did all that I was part then I was part of another thing where I was a social media ambassador and I was part of an Instagram page that grew like exponentially when I was handling it. Uh, the, the, this was the experience I had in undergrad when I came to post-graduation to University of Nottingham. I immediately joined the Nottingham New Theater So I co-produced a play and took it to Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which was good, which was a good opportunity for me, to be honest, like I really enjoyed doing that. I learned a lot. So as co-producer of that, I got uh, exposure and experience. But once I finished that, I have not been doing a lot of things that are exactly connected to the film industry. I graduated and uh, I came to India for a bit. Uh, I came back to London because I wanted to be in London when I, where where I felt like I could meet people and talk to people and actually like, I've been to like production houses like door to door and actually handing out my CV and I wanted to do all that I came back, I got a job at a cinema theatre at Odin in Leicester Square because I felt like, you know, I need to be as close as stories to possible. So, uh, once I finished that, uh, the pay wasn't too good, to be honest. So I quit that. And then I I started, I wanted at least a job as a runner to get started in the industry. And a lot of people told me, if you work in a restaurant, you get the experience of being in a runner, you work in a customer facing fast paced environment. So I joined Dishoom and now I'm in Dishoom as a, like a, as a host for me, every day is different. And I'm hoping that this experience at least gives, gets me the first job as a runner. Like I need I need something, like, I'm, at this point, I'm just, like, having transferable skills, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, and, you know, if you're on your feet all day and everything like that, and you're, yeah, customer-facing, like, literally, just as you said, that's one step closer to working in the industry, because you do have to be good with people to be in this industry, which is, crazy but like it's it's true because we all work in the same sort of thing we have to deal with contributors things like that so you are well on the right way and my fingers and toes and everything are like completely crossed for you and with the whole like not being paid enough thing at the Odeon that is something that so many people struggle with and I feel like you know I can't really say much because I'm not living in London and the London prices are through the roof but what (laughs) do you do like doing in your spare time what is it that you like consuming um to be honest in my spare time
1: I just love taking rest because I'm so busy like I love taking rest but uh I like mindlessly scrolling through TikTok and Instagram videos. But apart from that, when I'm not doing that, I'm watching a lot of movies and TV shows. I'm constantly watching movies and TV shows because without movies and TV shows, I would just be a very, very bored human being. (laughs) So yeah, I just finished watching today. I finished watching Promising Young Woman. Finally, I loved the movie so much. It was so good. Like I love the story, like what she did, everything. The screenwriting was just amazing. And uh, as for TV show, I'm currently watching The Bad. And I, I love that as well. It's so good. I can completely understand why everyone's raving about
0: it. Amazing. I haven't seen either one of those with that film. Okay. Or, so I can't chip in, but I will most definitely give them a watch and I'll message you. You definitely should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Thank you for that yeah. recommendation. And with no um, what you call it, work and things like that. Do you know many people then who are currently in the industry?
1: um because I try to network like how we met I have met a lot of people through LinkedIn I have met uh and I also constantly post on LinkedIn about my struggle because I I realized like when you talk about the fact that you don't actually have a job and reach out people are not judgmental and people actually want to help you um so a lot of people do I met two very very helpful people one is a development executive and uh, uh another woman who just works in the industry they constantly keep sending me jobs and giving me advice so I'm grateful for the fact that there's something like LinkedIn where I can actually connect to people virtually even if it's not in real but yeah I have met some people in the industry who are trying to help me at this point I could say yeah
0: oh that's amazing and to just paint a picture what exactly is your like dream job so let's do like a 10-year plan if you were to get your dream job today what would what would a 10-year plan look like for you um yeah
1: for me uh because i've watched and appreciated international films growing up um i've always loved international films i only after coming to uk i realized like uh there's South Asian films were not well recognized in uh, UK, and I grew up watching American movies. I grew up watching British movies. I just I watched all kind of movies, and obviously Indian movies as well, um, and a lot of other country movies as well. To be honest, but I realized these kind of movies, international movies like South Asian movies, were not uh, watched or well recognized outside of these countries. And that's when I realized that's what I want to change. Uh, My goal is to help South Asian cinema reach like international recognition and provide like a platform for like marginalized voices and experiences. Like eventually I want to start my own production company. So where I like pick up stories and uh, help people like, you know, just break the stereotypical narrative of how South Asian industries viewed globally. And uh, just like, um, like I want to produce and distribute uh, crucial stories and good movies that provide exposure to a diverse and larger audience yeah that's what I want to do like that's a amazing. you're a woman, yeah.
0: you're a woman <laughs> with a plan and that's a that seems like a really really good plan and um, yeah I think if you just carry on applying carry on well making content in some sort of shape or form even if you like start writing a blog and just chat about your experiences then that might be like another step that is heading you to the right direction but I do admire your stamina and strength to continue applying and applying and applying so have you been applying for work in like the industry now for over a year
1: um, I think it's been around eight months. To be honest, yeah, it's been exactly eight months since I've graduated and been applying, yeah, every day. Oh my! And word. getting rejected constantly.
0: I yeah. yeah, I can imagine that's difficult. But do you do do you go back over to see your family at all in India, or did you travel here with them?
1: Um, I'm the only one who came to UK. I did, I'm alone there in UK currently, but uh, right now, literally last week I came back to India because yeah I just wanted to be home for a while because I've done this for seven months now and I needed a break I just wanted to see my family and I felt like everything was getting overwhelming the cost of living is hard applying for jobs working full-time is hard to manage and I wanted to come home take some rest sleep well eat good food and apply from home for like a month so I'm currently in India right now at home talking to you yeah Um... continuing yeah (laughs)
0: That's amazing. We mentioned earlier about like traditions over here in the UK and over in India and stuff. So, Tell me about what's your favourite tradition to celebrate over back home?
1: I think my favourite festival in India, we have so many festivals. We have like festival, uh, we celebrate a lot of things. (laughs) Indians just love to celebrate. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so uh, right now, I think my favourite festival of all time is Diwali. So Diwali is like the festival of lights for us. And uh, during Diwali, people burst crackers and light diyas. that's small lamps and just... We give we make sweets and we exchange sweets with our neighbors and everyone just buys new clothes and just has a good time. The vibes and the air around the entire country is just bright and fun
0: yeah oh wow that's amazing the UK yeah. didn't do anything like that and that sounds absolutely <laughs> beautiful and is that just an Indian sort of tradition or is it celebrated worldwide in different it's cultures it's an Indian
1: uh, festival but Indians around the world celebrated it. it's quite famous I think I would say even in the States yeah
0: oh wow that's so so amazing and with all of that being said I feel really blessed to be having this conversation with you and to be chatting through your experiences because I I can't relate to them so by having these conversations it's opening up my mind a little bit more and my eyes a little bit more so thank you for coming on my podcast and chatting through your experiences about living in the UK and your struggles finding work because There's something that I must give you kudos for is literally your persistence. There's so much respect for you as a person, as a woman, and as another creative. So yeah, kudos to you.
1: Now, I should honestly just thank you for giving me a voice. Like, thank you so much for this. Like, uh, this has been so helpful and good to be speaking to you, someone about this and getting my story actually out there. So... What you're doing is amazing. Thank you. Thank
0: you very much. And with all that being said, do you have anything else that you want to add to your podcast? Mm, No, I don't think so. I think we've covered
1: quite a bit, yeah.
0: We have covered so, so much. And yes, thank you very much for being on my podcast. And thank you to my listeners for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.